It's the Sod Pod. Brought to you by Grassland Agro. The Sod Pod. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sod Pod. This is the penultimate episode of season two, where eyeball and Christmas is coming thick and fast upon us. I'm joined here with Edward Healy, Lauren Stanley, and we've Shawnee McMahon back on with us again this morning. I suppose there's two items I'd like to cover before we get going. We recently gathered, and on the public record, I would like to offer my apology to Edward Healy and Sean McMahon for my passionate debating late at night. And a second point that needs to be covered. There's a reason John O'Loughlin isn't on this morning. He is licking his wounds and trying to find a new sport. So we often like to do an old activity, whether it be soccer or foot golf or hurling. And we now tried clay pigeon shooting. John McVeigh came last. John came second last. So John has now decided clay pigeon shooting isn't for him either. So I suppose well done to the winner of the clay pigeon shooting and a huge bull of boss to myself, James Freeman, the sharpshooter. Now, lads. With Christmas coming, thick and fast, what sort of stuff should the farmer be looking out for today? There's a lot going on, whether it's animals inside, and I know we've covered winter housing on numerous occasions in the last period, but what sort of stuff when we talk about soil health, etc., would you be advising them? Yeah, James, uh, thanks for having me back on. The listenership there a couple of weeks ago must have went through the roof, so I'm I'm, I'm back on here now. But um, yeah, look, I suppose we were just having a, a chat before we went on about the last couple of episodes and we've covered minerals and we've covered winter housing and I suppose one of the things that I would be trying to get farmers to do at this at this time of year as well is to review the fertiliser plan. Yeah. Grass and agro ATCs um, every spring put nutrient management plans together for farms and farms carry out the, 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 the plan throughout the year but it might not always go to plan. Things can change, there can droughts can happen, there can be periods of high rainfall etc etc and we need to be able to adapt the plan. So what I would sort of encourage farmers to do is maybe to look back at this year's slurry and fertilizer applications was all the nutrients that was planned to be put out on, on individual fields where they were they put out. Was there anywhere that missed a bit of P or missed a bit of K? Because one of the worrying I didn't make the, the the National Dairy Conference, but one of the things that came out of it that sort of stuck in my head was that annual yield of grass on farms is in decline and obviously the fertilizer um total sales of fertilizer um over the last 12 months has has impacted that grass growth um potential but with the regulations coming in now james over the next couple of of years and I suppose in the short term, there's talks that there's going to be a further reduction to the nitrogen allowances on farms. Farmers need to know exactly how much nitrogen they're using on a per acre and a per hectare. And they need to sort of map out the next 12 months to see where is my nitrogen application going with new regulation, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, absolutely, Sean. No, like it's, they're worrying figures like, you know, we're putting so much work and emphasis and soil health and sustainability is at the moment, you know, it's just really, really important that we're trying to focus on that and trying to to optimise what we have. And I suppose as as well as that, having a review of that nutrient management plan, looking at, like you said, Sean, where our nation is going, how much nutrients we use, but as well as that, at the moment, it's it's cold, it's dry, um, I think the weather is maybe going to get wet, but I suppose there's a there's an opportunity at the moment there to to spread a bit of lime, look back at that nutrient management plan, see where where lime was needed, what paddocks needed a little bit of um, improvement or needed a, a couple of tons of lime. I suppose traffic trafficability has improved, so we should be able to get out with it at the moment, um, and especially with the new regulations coming. If we have poor soil fertility and poor pH, um, we will have reduced nitrogen use efficiency and as well as that, phosphorus use efficiency. So a big focus um, for us, grass and agro, is that we want to try and optimise our, our nitrogen use efficiency and our phosphorus use efficiency with those new regulations that are coming. So, so I suppose have a look at our nutrient management plan, see where lime is needed. And, and with that then comes the importance of, of soil sampling ed. Yeah, it's fair play, Lauren. Like it looks getting to the time of year now where, where, where guys are starting to look at their, their soil samples and I know our own guys are starting to get very, very busy now at the moment in terms of uh, actually going out and taking those soil samples that are due and really it's fundamental in terms of uh, you, were, you were speaking about nitrogen recovery and, and nitrogen use efficiency there. The Fertilizer Association have come out with some figures there in the in the in the last couple of weeks, uh, looking at total sales of uh, of nutrients that are going onto farm, and it's it's looking like in the last two years, P and K sales are are probably back in the region of of thirty percent. And when we're talking about you know reducing nitrogen on farm and regulations uh, coming in, that that is actually going to decrease the amount of nitrogen that's allowed to be used on farm. Soil fertility is something that we can't afford to actually let slip because nitrogen recovery has a massive influence on uh, soil fertility levels. So stuff like getting out your lime at the moment should be should, should be a priority, exactly like you said there. But actually testing the soils, figuring out how much P and K is there in the background, what indexes your fields are, is going to massively influence the amount of nitrogen that's actually recovered from the soil. And that's like either coming from the bag or coming from slurries or coming from mineralization in the soil itself. Yeah, look, P and K, P and K levels and lime is something we can't afford to let slip. Like So it's, it's, it's really important that at this time of the year, the, the plans are reviewed, you know, if, if nutrients is missed um, on, on different parts of the farm, um, we're, we're looking at that for the spring of next year. Um, and yeah, look, things are going to get tighter going forward now. So these are going to be things that need to be paid attention to massively. Yeah, I remember. I remember having a conversation with D David Wall was actually on the podcast. And the question that I asked him was, you know, we were talking about um, farmers taking a P&K holiday and, you know, how long will a farmer get away with maybe not spreading phosphorus or just spreading nitrogen? And, you know, David, the simple way David put it was that there is an, an available pool of phosphorus in the soil that is going to be used up. And 
once that's used up, the the, the plant's going to struggle. So for anyone that did take a P&K holiday back maybe last year or even two years ago, and the 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 pea still didn't go on there this year, or a small bit of pea, or maybe not as much pea that was, as what was required. We need to put a plan in place this year. Think ahead, know what you need, and know where to put it. Because with the way the regulations is going, I get some sticks sometimes from some of the the ATCs and the company that I'm coming up with all these regulations. All I'm trying to do is make the complicated <laughs> story simple. But uh, at the end of the day. We need to work with farmers to try and make nutrient management planning that bit more straightforward and make best use of the nutrients that they need for their farm and make sure that it goes in the right place at the right time at the right rate. Yeah, exactly, Shawnee. I think it's worth noting as well, when we look at uh, reduced figures, right, 30% over two years, in some cases, we would have had farmers over-applying, Right. We've seen a reduction there. In other cases, we've seen the farmer that has took, as you kind of there, a P&K holiday. And in other cases, it's where people have stepped away from blanket spreading and more more field-specific plans, which is, I suppose, the grassland agro mantra for years, right? Tailored solutions for each paddock. If I'm a farmer that took the holiday for the last two years, what advice are you going to give me? I'm presuming you're starting with a soil sample. Yeah, the first place it has to start is with the soil sample. And, and look, guys, by, by law, have to soil sample every four years now, anyone that's stocked over 130. But we, we, we'd we be recommending to guys that, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of done every three years at a max because there can be major changes, especially if, if there's not a huge amount of nutrients um, in terms of P and K uh, applied uh, within that period. So, yeah, look, the soil sampling is vital. And then you can't sit down to make a, a nutrient management plan or, a, a, you know, a, a fertilizer plan without having all of that data, because it's just possible you're, you're, you're shooting in the dark or you're, you're really guessing, guessing without them, you know. So that is the, the, the fundamental step that has to be taken now when, when you're kind of looking at, looking at where to uh, apply those nutrients. Yeah, but that's brilliant, Ed. Ed. I'd often look at it then. So here I am now. I went off and I got the samples and I'm having a look at them. And normally I just fire them into the press. Okay. I've decided this time around, I better give Ed Healy a ring or my Chagas advisor or whoever I'm thinking. Get a bit of advice on those samples. And I'm there going, grand. Because of that holiday I took, I'm index one in a lot of fields here on P, for example. Right. So I need to build up my P. But there's also a couple of other scenarios. So then with that field-specific plan that we create, you're going to advise me what to put out, when and where. Yeah. Yeah. So that's lovely. I'm on board. But it's because my indexes are a bit low. I'm looking now at a bigger fertilizer bill, and I'm also conscious of the regulations and how far I can push that. Okay. So I don't really want to blast tens of thousands of pounds direct into fertilizer in one sitting, right? So there's a few fields I'm going to have to kind of go, yeah, I'm not building that one this year. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to manage a couple of paddocks out. So there's tricks then I can do out in those fields to manage that fertilizer bill as well. And I suppose we're talking maybe lime applications, of course, that we, we, we're big advocates of lime. And also we'd have our own site conditioning products as well, whether that be your physiolith or your min active. 
are they solutions for me to manage that fertiliser bill in the crisis that I put myself in by taking that two-year P&K holiday? Yeah, James, absolutely. Like with ground lines, so what we're doing is we're trying to we're trying to bring up a pH from a from a low pH to optimum, depending on what the crop or the grass is. I suppose with the soil conditioner rains that we have, the idea behind that is that we want to condition this, the soil. We want to provide a better environment for the bacteria that are working away in the soil. So we have a lot of bacteria that are in the soil that are, are releasing that that labile nitrogen or that natural nitrogen that's coming from the soil. And with that, I suppose what that can help us do is reduce our fertilizer bill on nitrogen, reduce the amount of nitrogen that we're spreading because it's going to provide a better environment for the bacteria, going to help release that that nitrogen from the soil. And as well as that, if we're if if we're in a paddock or a field where our, our pH is optimum, let's say for a grassland sward, 6.3, 6.5, and we, we don't need lime, but we don't we want to prevent that that lime from dropping off. What we can do is the, we can use the fizzlet there, for example, which will help maintain that pH. Because what happens is if if we don't maintain that pH, we're going to be in a situation where our soil fertility starts to drop off. We're going to have um less um, nutrient uh, efficiency in that field. So I suppose there's definitely a place there for, for a soil conditioner where, we're, where we want to get more out of our, our soil, more out of the land that we have um, and, and effectively reduce the amount of um, nitrogen fertiliser that we're spreading. And as well as that, phosphorus, you know, it's going to help get the roots down deeper um, and make some more of that, that nitrogen and phosphorus more available. And it, it's an investment. You know, yeah. whatever, whether it's lime, whether it's pea you need, whether it's potash, isn't it with soil conditioner? It's an investment, and really, the return on investment is that we're growing the cheapest source of feed for an animal, which is grass. So that's really all we're doing. And with farmers that have been maybe have issues on their farms, whether it was pure pH, pure peas, and pure K's, and weren't growing the quantity that was required for the animals that they had in the farm, they were buying in extra feed whether it was silage, whether it was concentrate, maize, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So really all we're doing very, very simply is we're gathering all the information that we can on the farm. We're drawing a plan up, a nutrient management plan up based on our the research and, and the, the best practice. And we're putting a plan in place for the farm and we're presenting it to the farmer. This is what the plan looks like. This is where you need to improve. This is the ground that needs a bit, bit extra pea. This is the ground that needs a wee bit extra slurry. That silage ground is only getting one application of slurry. We're going to have to try and get two applications to it. The reason for that is that the yield each year is going to continue to decline because we're just not covering our offtakes. It's just trying to simplify it down as easy as possible for a farmer to get the best return on investment. Yeah, that's really exactly, Sean. And it's really, really important for, for people who are spreading an excess amount of nitrogen or phosphorus or potassium now to to really focus in on how can we pull back on and stay within the regulations and I suppose the water quality review map that um, the Department of Agriculture released back in I think it was October show where there's um, basically a map where some lands have or derogation farmers have went from 250 kilos of nitrogen back to 220 in certain areas and I suppose it's those cases that we need to be really careful on and and look at that map and see right if we were spreading in, in excess of that now we're back to the 220 and, and potentially even further 
how can we kind of overcome that and and how can we kind of condition the soil to get more out of what we can in a, in a simplified way really brilliant and so there I am. I've got me samples. I have me plan. I was privileged to be visited by Lauren Stanley and Sophie Tyner. I took their full advice on board. I'm now there going, okay, there's commodity fertilizer in it. There's your specialist fertilizers in it. Your lime advice and recommendation is in it. And I'm there then going, I'm on board. I bought in. I have my calendar. I know when I'm going to spread this and where I'm going to spread it. I know my application rates. I'm taking a punt. And I believe that the weather next year will be similar to this year. An awful year. Very, very wet conditions. But some of the top farmers in the country would say if it wasn't for that late January and fantastic February growth rates that we had, they were goose. So if that sort of model of weather pans out in front of us again this year, what could some of the rest of us do that maybe missed the boat or didn't manage that grass as exceptionally as we could have in February. What sort of advice would, would you hand to me, the guy that didn't get it right, maybe last February, when the growth rates are there? Yes, I suppose it, ha- it has been a very mixed year for guys. Most of the guys on, on the slightly drier ground actually had quite a decent year in terms of grass growth, only probably what has has suffered a little bit this year was utilisation of grass. Like So, look, the whole thing to try and set up the, the year from the very beginning is, is trying to get out and get a good a good first grazing, really, like, you know. Uh, we can all but talk see, about... Seeing that situation there, Ed, James is actually after uh, answering the question that he asked. He's reviewed <laughs> the year. He, see, he knows what went wrong. He knows maybe he yeah. didn't take his chance to get cows out the grass when he should have. And he's going to put a plan in place. If that situation comes about next year, he's going to do it differently. And that's exactly. what it, that's what, it, it's just reviewing what happened, whether it's fertilizer use, whether it's you know anything, everything you can review everything that has gone on throughout the farm, you know, and throughout the business uh, this year, and what went right, why did it go right, what went wrong, why did it go wrong, and then know that if this situation comes at me in the springtime, whether it's something got to do with weather, whether it's something got to do with cows, calves, etc., have a plan. Have a plan, have an A, have a B, and be ready to adapt because no two years are the same. There's nothing we can do about the weather. We just have to take it on a day-by-day basis. But planning is everything. And, you know, know the paddocks that if a, if a, if a, good, if a good spell of weather comes in January or February, know the paddocks that the cows are going to be going to. And, you know, take the chance, get them out, get the grass grazed and get it growing again. Yeah, and I think I think that's a, that's a great point. Like, you know, re- reviewing the plans that are already in, in place to try and improve it for next year is is going to be fundamental. Um, even in terms of you know, you spoke at the start there, Shawnee, about yields being uh, on the decline going forward. Even with the change in regulations and tightening of regulations, there is still room on most farms to improve certain areas that maybe are not doing as well as they should be because those the indexes are slightly lower than they should. The way I always try to describe it to a guy um, is, you know, those areas of the farm that are index one and index two, they have massive, massive potential to grow more grass by actually giving them slightly more attention in terms of nutrients than those index fours, because I suppose adding the likes of more phosphorus or more potassium onto onto uh, 
I suppose at last it's already full. He's not going to he's not going to increase yields on on, the, on those block of ground. So look, there is lessons that can be learned from this year in terms of yields and utilization. Look, hopefully we'll have a, a different year this year, and, and it's not going to be as as hit and miss weather wise. But all you can do at this point of the year is try and make a plan, and that plan might have to change depending on different different factors during the year, but. If you don't plan, very, very difficult to, um, to I suppose, ad- adapt and change things as the year goes on. One thing that I've learned about this year as well, Edward, is that I am no good at clay pigeon shooting. And I am putting a rule, <laughs> I'm putting a rule on a piece of paper here now, James, so that we cannot do the same sport at a Christmas party for two years in a row. So it's not going to be clay pigeon shooting next year. Yeah. Sean, you also said that last year about go-karting. So we're getting limited now. Right, Lauren, yeah. That's a tough touch. Actually, don't, don't, so I won the clay shooting, and uh, who won the go-karting last year as well? Oh, yeah, me. And uh, well, you keep throwing them sports out, I'll keep a winning. <laughs> well, uh, look, Johnny, if we want to have a pop quiz there on the regulations there someday, I think you'll do all right in that. Oh, God. <laughs> and if you any final thoughts? On, yeah. on, Sean, on Sean McMahon being used as a, as a pigeon shooting? Is that what you're looking for, James? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look, I suppose it, it, we are. I reviewed. I reviewed what went wrong, Edward. I re- reviewed what went wrong. I, I, the wrong egg closed. The egg that I was <laughs> supposed to be looking down the barrel at was my right egg, and I did close and I had the left one open. So the next time I do it, I'm going to have to have the right eye open and the left eye shut. <laughs> it's good. I'm, I'm delighted you figured that out though. Yes, because yesterday he was talking about. A bent barrel on the gun. He was talking about. He was talking about a pigeon that flew out from one direction there and startled him. He was talking about everything. <laughs> but, but look, I suppose just on that, James. I, I think if if anything has come from this podcast, it's that review is key. You know, if we want to try and make some make some changes and get more efficient next year, because uh, you know regulations are tightening the whole time. This year wasn't a great year in terms of weather, but all you can do is plan review and change what you think you need to do to in order to improve it for next year. Absolutely, Ed. And look, hopefully prices will hopefully be coming back to a little more normal. So just take it as it comes and capitalise on the weather when we can. Brilliant. So to some of the shining stairs and grass that Negro, and we have a lot of them. Edward Healy, Lawrence Stanley and Sean McMahon. It's a huge pleasure to have you on here this morning and you've done a superb job breaking things down and getting lads, I suppose, mentally prepared for the season ahead. Find yourselves out there. Farm smart. Farm safe. Hey, thanks for listening to the Sod Pod. We hope you enjoyed it. To find out more, head over to www.grasslandagro.ie or check out our social channels Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. That's all for this episode. See you next time.